After a brief conversation with the royal prisoners, Octavia and her team set their sights on a new goal, the hub. Can they avoid attracting any more attention? Will they choose to just go in hot? And if Crag's not here, then who is? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. I would like to start this episode by thanking all of our listeners for hanging in with us while we talked about what characters our cats would be in Star Wars for about 15 minutes last episode. Um, I realized editing, I was like, wow, we talked about this for a long time. And I'm sure many of you, if you've, again, stuck around this long, can kind of appreciate it. But if you don't know our cats personally, it's kind of like, eh, okay, <laughs> you can you can move it along now. So uh, thanks, everyone. And... I hope you I hope you got some modicum of enjoyment out of that conversation. <sighs> I didn't realize it was that long. We I mean it maybe wasn't fifteen minutes, but it was it was, it was a long time. It was a sizable. long time. It was a sizable chunk of of the beginning of the ep. Um but yes, uh, we, we like our cats a lot, maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. I I Pancake was sitting on my desk chair. My desk is right across from the table we usually record at. And so I picked up the whole chair and brought it over because I knew if I didn't, she would probably hop down at some point and come over and beg one or both of us to be brought up onto our lap. So she's sitting about a foot away from me, just kind of chilling, um, being being dumb. And yes, so we'll we'll keep the cat talk to a minimum today. I want to talk about a different animal, actually. Okay. Uh, squirrels. <laughs> Uh, yep. So we have, I th we may have talked about this when it happened last year, but I feel like it's escalated this year. We got a pumpkin uh, to put on our porch in light of autumn. I Autumnal love festivities. And Gwyneth loves pumpkins. So we got a pumpkin. Well, we got two pumpkins um, and put them on our front porch. And they lasted for a while. But after after a few weeks, we saw a little bit of some some little... Uh, bites taken out of them, some little nibbles in the shell of the orange gourds. And this, it really came to a head this week because uh, the divot turned into like a crater on the surface of this pumpkin. And then I think Gwyneth was on the couch and I was doing something and I walked by the front door and I looked out and I'm sure she just heard me go, hey, come here, come here, come here, <laughs> yep. come here, move slowly. I was like, is something wrong? And with, there was a squirrel on our porch next to this pumpkin who had broken through the shell. And you could only see half of the squirrel because <laughs> the other half was inside the pumpkin just going <laughs> to town. Going to town. It was just a pumpkin feast, a golden corral for pumpkins. <laughs> He, this poor little guy, he was just, mm, poor little guy. He was a very lucky little guy. Mm -hmm. So we watched him for a while, took a few pictures. We're like, oh my gosh, look at this little squirrel go. He was, well, he was also not a little squirrel. <laughs> He's a very well-fed squirrel. Very rotund squirrel. Very plush. Healthy squirrel. A cuddly squirrel, <laughs> if you will. Um, and then, I don't know if it was the same day or the next day, but a little while later, I took a look out our front window again, and there was like, some sort of power struggle going on for this pumpkin because I see one squirrel who's on the pumpkin, like nibbling at it. And then I see one squirrel who's further up on our porch, like under, we have a porch swing that's a few feet away from the pumpkin. There was another squirrel who was hunkered under that, just locked, eyes locked on this pumpkin, clearly waiting for its turn. And then there was like another squirrel on the corner of our porch, kind of scuttling around, running up trees. And I think there was one more. So there was like a standoff for this pumpkin. Everyone trying to like, there was the alpha squirrel who was like, this is my pumpkin. And then there were the other squirrels who were 
trying to get at the pumpkin. And eventually they all kind of chased each other off. And one climbed up a tree that's just like a, a couple feet away from the pumpkin off off next to the sidewalk. Just like climbed halfway up this tree. And his tail was waving and he was chittering. And just like tick, 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 whatever noise those squirrels make. Clearly telling all the other squirrels, this is my porch. Stay off my pumpkin porch. <laughs> so we got a great amount of entertainment from the squirrel drama happening. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like um, in, you've seen it in Bob's Burgers, Linda and the raccoons in the back alley. Oh, I don't, I vaguely remember this, but. She turns it into like a soap opera and gives them little names. As they're like <laughs> struggling for, for the garbage. <laughs> yep. yep. So, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. No, it was like, it was impressive. I, I, I felt the drama. And I think we, we need to emphasize how hilarious the the squirrel just having its entire front half of its body inside this pumpkin looked it was amazing it was probably one of the funniest things i've ever seen is it it was so fat <laughs> right? it hardly fit in this giant hole that yeah. it's created into this pumpkin <laughs> it was like where is this whole front half of the squirrel just like diving in inside the pumpkin it's <laughs> Oh my god! She, she saw its round tum tum, mm -hmm. just like encased, encircled by this and round of pumpkin. Just splatterings of pumpkin viscera all over. Oh yes, just like seeds and and <laughs> pumpkin flesh lying all over our porch. Uh -huh. I'm kind of glad because one, it's pretty funny to watch, and two, like if no one if no one eats the pumpkin, we're just gonna throw it away mm -hmm. when it gets soggy in a couple weeks. So I'm glad at least someone gets to enjoy the pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, I like how it's I like squirrel, how critters eat it. Hey. It's kind of fun. It, it it's like bird watching except yeah, for critters. Except squirrels. Except squirrels. I am just this never happened at our previous. Yeah. So the apartment we were in before this, we we didn't have an exterior facing door, so that that explains that there were no squirrels running rampant inside our building. <laughs> that would have been pretty hilarious. That would have been though. pretty funny. Uh, no, we just had to deal with jerk neighbors who oh, kicked yeah. our pumpkins Tenants down the who hallway. Our yeah. Pumpkins. Screw you, whoever you are. Um. But the previous, the apartment before that, we did have an exterior entrance, and we definitely put pumpkins on the porch, and they yeah. never got eaten. Maybe we were too surprising. We were too far up, or maybe there just weren't as many squirrels in that particular area. I don't know, but yeah. they love them over here. They do. That maybe it was because in our in our old place that did have the exterior facing door, it was an old neighborhood still. So like there were still big trees. So you would think like plenty of places for squirrels to live but we were like we were up on a hill a little bit from the sidewalk and so and we actually didn't have any bigger trees like right in our area that's true but yeah. here we do like we we're right trees. on the sidewalk and we've got trees in front mm -hmm. of our house we got trees we got like shrubbery in the back and some trees in the neighbor's yard so and eh, some it, bigger it trees like across sense. the street and yeah. stuff like that so right down the street from a big park yeah it yeah. makes sense Free entertainment. Free entertainment. So those of you who live in places that have squirrels, throw a pumpkin on your porch yeah. and just see what happens. <laughs> I remember I last year when we first started seeing the signs of the nibbles and I would I was going downstairs what? and I was like, what happened to our pumpkin? Because <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's just like a little gouge mm -hmm. that over time slightly becomes like a bigger gouge. And I was like, what is happening? And mm -hmm. then I think we did like last year, we caught a squirrel we in the act. And we're like, ah. ah, all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And they, we have two pumpkins on our porch. One of them's a regular mm -hmm. old pumpkin. And one's one of those weird squat like smushed pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And they, they like that like one donuts. better. Yeah. They like that one better yeah. by a lot. They've taken like a couple tentative nibbles on the normal looking pumpkin and then they discovered this other one and they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's our that's our squirrel corner. Mm -hmm. We switched it up this week. We're going to have to name these squirrels at some point. Yeah, that's true. The pumpkin king. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously. <laughs> the baron of pumpkins. <laughs> baron pumpkin fluffy tail. Oh, man. And seriously, they're just like the best looking squirrels I've ever seen. Not a scraggly hair in sight. Like these these squirrels are, you know, living the high heaven. Yeah, they're living yeah. their best squirrel life. Living their best squirrel life. I mean, they're probably not even like worried about neighborhood cats because they're very big. Oh, see, they're all they're big they're huge. They're like they're not small. I guess yeah. they're not like chipmunks. No, they they big squirrels. I feel like they could get fry or run for his money. Maybe a bit. Like, Maybe 
Well, especially because usually like more indoor cats sometimes are a bit more timid when it comes to like things like that. Yeah. So, but they, these squirrels obviously are not and they're standoffs with each other. So dumb squirrels, Cute. dumb animals. <sighs> they're the best. Yeah, the, our porch has provided us a plethora of of animal entertainment. Mm-hmm. Cause we got the we get the squirrels in the in the fall. We had baby cardinals mm-hmm. in the spring or no the summer. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get some more some more little bird nests on our porch because that was too adorable. That was yeah. We had a, a little cardinal nest in our fern that was hanging I'm from the sure porch. I'm sure we talked about. I'm it. sure we did. But in case you forgot, it was adorable, it was and we just heard these little. Cheep, 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 cheeps. It was so cute. It was so cool too. And then one day they were. And then one day they one were day just they were gone. gone. I was like, oh, I missed them. That's true. But they they definitely made it. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. So they they're, they were b- flying birds. We did not you know run into any horrible aftermath. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. both made it out well and good. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that same uh, cardinal couple around. So you know, if I put that fern back up, maybe they'll they be might like, come oh, back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember this back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the love shack. <laughs> oh, man. Because we did discover that I think cardinals can mate for life in some instances. I think they usually do. Yeah. yeah. So we might have a little a little cardinal honeymoon spot. Oh. Dumb. Cute. Anyways, so that's a bit more universal. You don't have to know our specific cats go. to appreciate that anecdote. There you go. Although... I'm sure you could appreciate it if you just know cats. Yeah, cats in general are oh, really great. So dumb. All right. That was me squeezing Pancake's tummy. <laughs> it's a very rotund tummy. Oh, it's a sorry. Good One more oh, cat no. Oh, no. anecdote is uh, uh, we just had Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, and every year Austin makes a pumpkin roll. Mm. And we discovered that a pumpkin roll is basically the precise like uh, uh, length and width, length and width, and also like squadginess of frying pan's body. And so we were like, I was like holding it, and I gave it like a little pat on the top, and I was like, it just feels like frying pan's like little bod, it's a little tongue. It was really cute. It was pretty. Cute. And then we were trying to figure out what we would make, like if we were going to make a frying pan dessert, like what the rest of his his body we would make out of. And yeah. I realized that his his little head would be an apple dumpling. And then I don't think we came up with we didn't, we didn't come up tails with tails or legs. Just smaller pumpkin rolls. Just smaller pumpkin rolls. <laughs> it was a good pumpkin roll, too. It was also a delicious pumpkin Very roll. Yum. <laughs> Stodgy. That's the word that I kind of wanted. It was like that Stodgy. thick. Stodgy usually has a negative connotation. That's true. That's my true. Opinion. But it was very good. It was delicious. It was a good pumpkin. I make, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I make a pretty good pumpkin he roll. He makes a mean pumpkin I make roll. a pretty mean pumpkin roll. Yeah. So they're, they're also actually pretty easy. So if you're ever, if you ever want uh, a good, like, holiday game changer they're actually surprisingly easy to make mm-hmm. like i just decided to do it a few years ago just to see and you know you'd think oh rolling up a cake might be difficult it's really not it's really not hard at all um so give it a try and your in-laws will be impressed <laughs> yep <laughs> and demand you make it every demand year you make it every year <laughs> and if they didn't demand i would demand yes so try try a pumpkin roll or if you're getting creative make a different kind of roll just bake it really thin and roll it up yeah i need to try a christmas roll of Mm, some kind but anyways all right now i'm hungry to the game (laughs) you can have some pumpkin roll when we're finished okay Um, where were we where did we leave off that's a good question i know where we left off you're in the, uh, the cellar not not quite the dungeon you just came out of the dungeon, though. You're in a cellar that has been turned partially into a dungeon that was holding two prisoners, one of which was the Emperor Isaac Krasinov of Grundikov and the other uh, Queen Bethfine of Illustria. I don't know if you ever knew her name. I think she was always just the Queen of Illustria. I her don't, name is Bethfine. Yeah, I don't think actually... I I did because I was re- remembering referring to her in last episode and being like I don't know what your name is. Yeah, I think I was just called her the Queen of Felicia. She she has a name. She did have a name. She's always had a name. I just and never it's said a boy's it. name too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you you talked to them, brought them back from the brink of death, and uh, talked to them a little bit 
they're going to remain here while you finish things off because otherwise they don't really have the strength to get out on their own and they would just be a liability if you brought them with you. So uh, the emperor more or less uh, told you that you confirmed your suspicions that Craig is probably down, not in the palace, but in the hub, which is below the palace. And to get there, you need to take this lift in the needle, which is controlled from a security room off of the throne room on the second floor of this palace. He also intimated that if you didn't think you could like get through there and do it for for real you might be able to just blast your way into it and you know uh just use force to get where you need to go so you've got kind of two options to think about you could try to do it the proper way and open the doors and activate the lift and then go down or you could just blow it up destroy it and you know basically cut the elevator cable and let it go down Either way, you're going to have to get there. So you're heading up the stairs when we last left off, out of the cellar, up onto the first floor of the palace. You and your crew. So, there's a stairwell that goes up, and it ends in a wooden door at the top. You can see light shining in under the uh, the crack at the bottom. Variado. Um, can I do a quick perception check to see if I hear anything on the other side of this door? Do you sneak up to the door? We do sneak up to the door. Okay, roll me a perception check. Okay, for Octavia, 21. Um, you listen, and you listen for a few minutes, and you can definitely hear activity. It doesn't sound like it's coming directly on the other side of the door, but you can hear uh, voices that sound maybe like a room or two away, not really trying to be quiet. And you do hear the clinking clanking of armor moving around. Okay. I will... Yeah, you also hear the fainter sounds of horns still blowing outside. Ugh, lovely. Things are still on alert. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask Owlbear... Hey... Do you mind opening this door? I know that you're a bit a bit more dexterous than I am. She hops off Chuck. Walks up. Sure. All right, she's going to roll a sleight of hand to... Or is it stealth? Why are you rolling? What do you want to... Do? What are you trying to accomplish? Oh, I wanted her to open you the door. You tell doors. me what you're doing. I tell you what to Sorry, roll. sorry, sorry. Um, That's how this game uh, Opening the door just quietly. Yes, stealth. Okay. 16. 16. It's pretty quiet. It's not super quiet, though. Uh, yeah, you open the door. And you see that you uh, are looking into what looks to be some sort of kind of like a lobby, kind of like a sitting room. Uh, Nice polished marble floors with decorative patterns inlaid across them. There's some uh, seating arrangements, some fine couches and uh, like lounge sofas and chairs, a coffee table some curtains on large windows that stretch nearly from floor to ceiling uh, with tattered curtains hanging over them. Everything looks in general like it was once very grand and resplendent, but over the years has fallen into uh, maybe disuse, but general disarray. Like the cushions on the couches are torn and stained and things have a thick layer of dust on them. There's some like broken pieces of china in a corner there's a dented silver tea kettle lying on the floor. Stuff like that. Nice. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it is. it seems to be a sitting room. There is a door uh, basically right in front of you and to your right. A nice wooden panel door that looks pretty fancy. And off to basically behind you, on a wall behind you, there is another opening. Um, you can hear movement kind of coming from both of them. And you kind of get the sense that staying in one place for too long isn't a great idea because there seem to be uh, patrols Mm -hmm. moving from room to room. Okay. Um, Octavia will look to Carmina and be like, "Um, can you direct us to uh, to the throne room? Have Carmina roll a history check because it has been a while since she's been in here. 14. Yeah, she says, well... 
we'll need to get to the second floor and there may be other ways but the simplest way is through the uh the entry hall which i believe is off to our right and she points to the door off to your right now this is likely to be one the very uh well guarded place um but i cannot remember exactly where other entrances to the second floor may be we could potentially find them but it may take more time uh we'll go over to the door on the right mm-hmm. um can i listen there to try to see if i can suss out how many people might be in that entry hall uh you can roll a perception check sure 23. 23. Uh, you hear at least two voices conversing in Orc, which you cannot understand. And that's really all you can tell. Okay. Hmm. I think the best idea is to go directly to the source and maybe see if we can get a jump on these uh, on these two. She's like whispering to the group. Because uh, we don't, I mean... We don't know how long it might take us to find another set of stairs. This is true. We should try to do it perhaps quietly. Yeah, good idea. Okay. Just if we let them know exactly where we are, things could go from bad to worse very quickly. Karun's like, so wait, hold on. Before we make any moves, are we trying to get to the... Are we trying to get to the room to open it like the right way or are we just going straight for it i, I thought we could try for uh try for the um, control room okay just because again if we are trying to be a bit more surreptitious i'm sure if we could get that to if we could operate it that way that would be obviously a lot less noticeable than just busting our way through and basically mm-hmm. destroying the whole thing so again we're trying to trying to be a little not as a uh, <laughs> loud as I normally am uh, that's what I thought would be the best way to go okay okay um, Owlbear would you mind again trying to open this door quietly I I can try and then um, Balger and Jasulka I know that you two have uh, ranged um, like very far ranged magic if then we could have you two uh, kind of almost be the first round and then the melee folks can rush in then. Depending on how opening the door plays out. That's my, that's just kind of my thought. Sure, we'll see. You'll have to roll stealth and then we'll see if you get a right. surprise round yeah. and then you can do what you want. So before you roll it, let me pull up the stats of what we need here. So Albert's opening the door. So have Albert roll a stealth check. And then I'm going to need... I mean, I basically need everyone to roll one. Sounds good. All right. Stealth check from Albert to open the door. 12. Okay. Have everyone else roll. All right. Uh, just general stealth for Albert. Also a 12 for Bulger. 16 for Malaris. 11 for Jasulka. 15 and then for Carmina. 17 and then for Octavia. Is this moving silently on our feet? Sure. <laughs> uh, non-natural 20 and then for Carhoon. 9. 9. All right. You as a group are stealthy enough. <laughs> so goodness gracious! I feel like all the people who aren't usually stealthy were stealthy, like me and Carmina. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so hilarious. You are. So you'll get a surprise. It's not a surprise, really. <laughs> but the guards on the other side will be surprised. Okay. All right. So Albert, who is in the lead, opens the door silently as the rest of you stack up behind her like a SEAL team getting ready to <laughs> yeah. breach. She opens the door and peeking through you could see a once resplendent kind of, not quite a great hall, but like the 
the entry hall to this uh, palace. You see two armored orcs flanking a large set of double doors, which leads uh, out to the outside of the palace. Oh, so that's like a, a big front door. That's front like door. a big front okay. door. Again, uh, nice, once shiny, but now scuffed and dusty marble floor with ornate engravings and inscriptions and dwarvic runes in there. A big chandelier hanging from the, the ceiling covered in dust and grime. And a set, uh, like a curved double staircase on either side of this hall leading up to a uh, landing, which has a similar double door leading to the second floor, which is also flanked by two other okay. guards. So we have four four guards total. Four guards total in here right now. And I need y'all to roll the initiative. Okay. All right. For Octavia. Let's see how quick on the draw she is. Not bad. 15. For Carhoon. Natty 20 for a 22. And then going down the list, just straight 20 rolls for our extended party. Owlbear. 19. Bulger. 9. Alaris. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Chisilka. Ten. Carmina. Three. I'm gonna change my die. Okay. All right. It is Carhoon's turn first. Owlbear opens the door and kind of stands to the side. Okay. Um, the guards that are on the um, top of the staircase, is the staircase tall enough that they, and since they're backs are to the wall like can they see us or how tall are we they talking? could definitely see you when okay. you come in yeah, okay for sure um it's about 12 feet up 12 feet up okay maybe higher high enough to have like nice tall ceilings on the first right floor. yeah that's why I was, I was trying to think of how grand this grand staircase would be yes Okay, um, Carhoon is going to rush forward towards the closest guard. Let's see. I know we want to do it quietly, but grappling doesn't really do a whole lot. Right? They can't move. Yeah. But they could still, like, yell. You could. I would give them a bonus if you want to try to, like, gag them. Oh, give Carhoon so a bonus? A, no, give give them a bonus. So you could try to grapple them. It'll just be a bit more difficult. Oh, to grapple, like have part of the grapple be gagging them? Yes. Oh, okay. So like you could try to grapple, but I'll give my guys a plus something. Okay. And that's just a... Is athletics that a, or athletics? acrobatics. Yep. No, it's athletics for the grappler. Oh, and then athletics or acrobatics for the defendee. Yep. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm going to have Carhoon try to do that. Go for it. 25. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Carhoon, of all people, is, is is a pretty good person to be doing this. Okay, we will see. It is doable. It's yeah. just got to be a high roll. Not high enough. Ooh. Uh, so Carhoon runs up, puts a hand like under the arms, and wraps one gloved fist over the mouth. Nice. And this guy's like, Ooh. All right, that is Carhoon's turn. Owlbear is up next. Let's see. She she is not a an, an up close and uh, personal type of fighter. True. So she is going to. Would she get any bonuses if she shot the one that's that Carhoon is grappling? No. Okay. Um. Let's see. Characters are designed to have a quick turn. Sorry, sorry. Quick I don't, turn. Sorry. Um, so basically, they, she's either going to shoot or she's going to move. And I guess if you want to try to grapple the other ones, you can have your people do that. But those are more or less your two options. Okay. She is going to um, just shoot uh, the one that Carhoon is grappling. Okay. Uh, 23 to hit. That hits. Nine piercing damage. Okay. Very good. To make it easier, she'd probably either step into the room or step oh, out right. of the door. Yes. So that people can get through. 
can she, if she steps back, would she still be able to see, though? She'll no. step in the room. Okay, so Albert moves into the room and gets off to the right of the door. It is now Octavia's turn. Okay. Yeah, my... You have one guard who is temporarily silenced, three others who are not. Yeah, my my athletics is, is trash, so I'm also going to move in. Okay. I'm actually going to get right in this guard's face. Okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Shillelagh on my staff. Okay. And I am going to swing it like a baseball bat. Okay. This is the guard who is not grappled by Carhoon. Correct. So Octavia runs into the room. You are going to take an opportunity attack. Could I avoid that one? Can you take an opportunity attack when you're grappled? I think so. Grappled basically just means you cannot move. I could, um, I can skirt around him. I have enough movement speed. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I can skirt around him. Sounds good. And swinging her staff. Uh, 14 to hit. 14 to hit is a miss. Great. <laughs> Whiffs over top. Is that all you do? That's all I do. Jasulka. All right, Jasulka is going to uh, magic missile the guard that Owlbear had uh, shot with a crossbow. So 11 points of force. The one being grappled. Correct. 11 okay. points of force damage to the one being grappled. Okay. Very good. Uh, he stays where he is? Uh, yeah. That's a question. Sorry. Uh, he'll, <laughs> sorry. He'll move, he'll move a little closer to the door, but since Magic Missile has such a, a long range, he's just gonna kind of Stay back there. Bulger. All right, Bulger, uh, seeing what is up, is going to firebolt the one being grappled by Carhoon. Okay. 18 to hit. 18 hits. Oh, awesome. 17 points of fire damage. All right. And Malaris. All right, Malaris, uh, seeing what Carhoon is doing and seeing how at least one of the guards is toe-to-toe with Octavia, she is going to dash up the stairs and is similarly going to try to grapple one of the two guards that is flanking the doorway at the top of the stairs. Okay. Can she get there? That's a good question. Moving through Albert costs an extra five feet. <laughs> She's one square away. Uh, in that case, she is going to dash and just get into the doorway in between the two guards, basically trying to block the doorway. Up the stairs or down the stairs? Up the stairs. Okay, so she runs up the stairs. Correct. Yeah, and she's going to basically try to block uh, the doorway so that the guards can't, you know, quickly open the door and get away type of thing. Okay, she can do that. She runs up. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> and Carmina. Okay, let's see for Carmina. She similarly is kind of a, a little bit further back. So she is going to um, go up to the guard that Octavia tried to clobber. And she is also going to try to clobber him. Okay. Similarly skirting around that other guard to avoid an attack of opportunity. Go for it. It actually can't take one because it's surprised. Oh, nice. That's my bad. Uh, natural 18 hit. for eight points of bludgeoning damage. All right. First hit on that one. And it would be the bad guy's turns because I rolled garbage initiative. Um, but they are surprised, so they become unsurprised and they will be able to act freely in the next round. Okay. So this so, is kind of the start of round one then? or Yes. Okay. Well, well yeah. not technically. Okay. Um, so it is Karun's turn. You basically, everyone gets a turn and then they can... So, you that might mean calling for help. That might mean running for help. That might mean trying to kill you all. You're not sure. Right. But you have a round to do what you need to do. So, go ahead. Um, can, so, Carhoon is grappling this guy. Yes. Can Carhoon attack him while he's grappling him? Uh, not with an axe. Not with an axe. two-handed, but two-handed. he could attack with something else. If he has like a dagger or a one-handed weapon, he could pull it out and take a stab. Uh, what is this guard wearing? Are they wearing armor, armor, metal armor? Yeah. Well, it's it's splint, so that has metal in it. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, he's going to use his uh, shocking grasp okay. on this um, on this guard, and because he has some metal in his armor, he has advantage on this. Okay. I rolled a natural one. Okay. And a natural two. Oh. 
Well, so probably a miss. Well, that's probably a miss. It's probably a miss. It fizzles off in his hand. Yeah. He can't quite make contact, even though he is uh, grappling. So I know that Carhoon can attack three times, and his shocking grasp is one of his attacks, is listed as an attack. Does that take up all three, or can he do other things too? Uh, so take casting a spell, which is what shocking grasp is, is a different action than the attack action. Okay. Oh, okay. So he cannot take... You cannot shock and grasp three times. Okay. No, I didn't think he could shock and grasp three times because he only has one use of it. Uh, but I was wondering if he could similar, also, like, I don't know, nope. punch him. <laughs> nope. That's to. Okay. That's for balance reasons. Sounds good. Okay. So that is Carhoon's turn. Tries to shock and grasp. Can't quite get it off. Owlbear. Let's see. She is also going to um, just. Uh, Again, crossbow shots to the one that Carhoon is grappling. Natural 16 with a plus 9, so Mm -hmm. 9 piercing damage. That will do. That one is looking bad. I can't believe I rolled a 1 and a 2. Yep. Probably would have taken him out. My bardic inspiration. Or or not not the bardic, but from that crit. Yes. Can I add that to attack rolls? Yeah. Hmm. And he's a plus eight. And I have a D8. So these guys are wearing splint. Mm-hmm. You'd have to roll very well to turn that into a hit. Yeah, I'd have to roll seven, wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is possible. It you is possible, a, but know. with my luck, I doubt that it's probable. <laughs> I got two eighths of a percent. Um, <laughs> Ooh, love those odds. So, well, not two eighths of a percent. Whatever the conversion of oh. two eighths into a percentage is. I'm not going to do that math right now. It's 25%. I'm an idiot. Uh, okay, it is... Owlbear just went. Your turn, Octavia. Okay, Octavia is... Hmm, really doesn't want these people to get away and alert everyone to our presence. Mm-hmm. All right, so she sees how the one that Carhoon is grappling is looking not great um, and how there are just a lot more of her allies here on the floor addressing mm. these two by the door going outside and seeing how Malaris is upstairs um, kind of facing down two of the guards on her own. She is going to uh, raise her hand and if you could make a wisdom saving throw, please. Which one? Let's see. The guard that is not adjacent to Malaris. Okay. So the one up the stairs. Correct. Wisdom? Correct. Ooh, that's a natural 17. Let me see if they have bonuses. To wisdom? Wisdom. Uh, that is a 19 total. You are not held. Mm. <laughs> so close. So close. Very, very, DC very close. 18. Yep. It has a plus two to wisdom saving throws. Ugh. Nine, oh. 17. Right. Well, that is all my, she does then. Oh. Two ineffectual turns. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jisulka. Jasulka is going to um, magic missile the uh, guard that Carhoon is grappling for 11 points of force damage. Okay, that one is dead. Yay! Uh, and then he is going to run up the stairs behind Malaris just to put another... Would he do that? Just to get another person up there because he knows that we're trying to... I mean, he's not all for getting in people's faces. Yeah. He does his best work from a, a distance. distance. Okay. Yeah. He'll just kind of stay where he is then. Maybe I mean, he could go. He would room. go into the room. Yeah. I can see that. That's fine. So, Sulka blasts one of the guards, falls against the, the floor, Carhoon lets the body drop, and then walks into the room calmly. Very suavely. Very suavely. Bulger. All right. Bulger is also going to move into the room. And he is going to, let's see, firebolt the guard that one of the two guards upstairs, he's going to firebolt the one that is not adjacent to Malaris. Okay. He's going to try. Roll it. 17? Uh, 17 hits but it doesn't seem to do anything oh my god the guard just kind of like 
shakes it off. Do these guards, the ones on the second floor, look different from the ones on the first floor? Uh, they're wearing like full face helmet type deals. So you oh. can't really tell. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I don't know what happened. I hit him. I hit I, I saw the sparks. <laughs> that, uh, that'll be Bulger's turn. That is Bulger. Malaris. All right. Malaris is going to try to grapple the guard on the second floor that she's immediately adjacent to. Okay. Is she going to try to silence or just grapple? Yeah, she'll try to silence. Okay. 14. Yeah, that is a 16. You're close. Ugh. I rolled a natural five. But this uh, this thing shakes it off. Can't get a grip. Carmina. All right. Carmina is going to swing her warhammer at the uh, guard that is in front of her and Octavia. Okay. 14. 14 is a miss. <laughs> I'm rolling like poo. <laughs> not great rolls. Wow. There. Okay. Not great rolls. All right. Uh, that is... Y'all's turn. You got one. One of four down. In two rounds. In two rounds. In well, two rounds with know, like nine characters. You know these aren't pushovers. Uh, that's true. That's true. These are these are sturdy guards. Um, so it is the one upstairs' turns first. Oh dear. And they turn to Malaris. Oh dear, poor Malaris. And uh, you can see that these ones are holding glaives. Oh dear. So one slashes out with a glaive at Malaris for a 17 to hit. Just hits. Okay. Malaris is going to take... She doesn't take hit points. She just takes a hit. A hit. That's right. Um, okay. Have Malaris make a constitution saving throw. Roll the d20, and I, if it's low enough, I will... Do the do the mental math on her constitution. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right, she is okay, but she shouts Ooh. down. There's something weird about these ones. Uh. The other one is going to take a swing as well. Okay. Because there's no other targets up there. Yep. Um, for a fifteen. Miss. Misses. Okay, it is the one on the ground's turn. It is going to wield its long sword aloft and take two swings it's going to swing once at each of you so it's going to swing against carmina first for a natural six 11 to hit miss swings once at you for a 21 to hit hit. you are going to take five seven eight points of slashing damage As it slashes across your body. And then it uses a free action and shouts something in Orcish. You guess it probably means they're here, they're here. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Even Carhoon doesn't speak Orcish somehow. I know, nobody speaks Orc. Uh, Carmina might speak Orc. And she's like, oh no, we're going to have company. Oh, dear. All right. It is now Carhoon's turn. Okay. Carhoon unleashed. Carhoon. Okay. He he did well with getting that one guy out of there um, and keeping it silent. He is going to move over uh, to the one facing down Carmina and Octavia and just swing three times. Okay. All righty. Swing number one. Let's see how my luck is. 21 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. Nine points of slashing. Nine points of slashing. Second okay. attack. That's a natural one. That is a critical failure. Oh my gosh. Carhoon. Carhoon. What do we got for you today? I don't know. We'll find out. Just let me get my things up. We say Carhoon like it's not my fault for rolling poorly. <laughs> Carhoon, you big old ding dong. Oh, man. Different die, too. Come on. All right. This is from Dean Deerhead. Thank you, Dean Deerhead. It's called Jammed Finger. Oh, no. You manage to jam your finger on your own armor as you attack. Ouch. If you are holding a weapon, you drop it. No. Succeed on a constitution saving throw or be unable to use this hand for 1d4 rounds. That's bad for Carhoon. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. 
Oh, that's so bad. That's a natural three on that con save. It's the total. Uh, with a plus four, uh, 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 seven. Okay, Carhoon jams his hand, drops his axe, and can't use that hand for two rounds. Oh my gosh. So, this is round one. <sighs> he has one attack left, but he clatters his axe, and he's like, oh! All jams right. his thumb. He's gonna pull out his hand axe. Reaches down, pulls it out. Doesn't do a whole lot, but... Yeah. Takes a, takes a swing. Better than something. I don't even know what die to use. Is a 15 hit. No. Splint cool, cool, armor. Cool, 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 right. cool, 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 He does have bardic inspiration. Just keep that in mind. It's probably going to go oh. away after this fight because it only lasts for like 10 minutes. Oh, that's true. And you rolled true. a crit last session. So um, use it or lose it this fight. It doesn't have to be this turn, but this fight. Oh, I should have used it on the con save. Um, yeah, probably wouldn't have even helped it. I rolled a 15, right? Yes. To hit. Gonna use it. Okay. Uh, 20. That'll do. All right. Not a lot of damage, but hey. Bards turning misses into hits since 1992. Okay. 10 slashing. 10 slashing. That's pretty good. (laughs) All right. Owl bear. All right. Owl bear is going to uh, focus her fire again on the one downstairs. Um, thinking that she might have a better chance of hitting it than these kind of questionable weird ones upstairs and is going to fling a arrow or, or, or crossbow bolt at it. 19 to hit. 19 hits. Nine points of piercing damage. Nine points of piercing damage on the one downstairs. Correct. Okay. It's getting there. It's getting there. Um, That is Owlbear Octavia. Your turn. Okay. 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 You got one in front of you who's looking iffy and two upstairs and one of them is, has been screaming. One of the ones upstairs has been screaming? No, the one. The one downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah. But even if you kill it now, you think the damage is done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are you going to do? Sorry. How high up did you say that the stairs are? About The landing is about 12 to 15 feet. Okay. Up. So they're about t- that high. We'll say 15 up. to keep it in denominations of five. Okay. Um that high above our heads okay so and there's a railing that goes all the way up you know along the edge of the stairs etc etc she's gonna move and incur from the guard downstairs natural 20 on the opportunity attack are you kidding me no i am not i never kid about natural 20s i'm sure i have in the past actually but i usually don't that it oh my gosh on 2d8s i rolled two eights that is uh 19 points of slashing damage cool critting cool, the hard cool, way cool, 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 cool. that's a double crit you're lucky we don't do exploding dice you said 19 19 they would have exploded all over you <laughs> okay she's going to move up um get stabbed in the back for a good hefty hit get stabbed in the back and if the guard on the second floor who is not adjacent to Malaris would mm-hmm. please make a con save. That is a 16 on the die for a total of 20. Yeah, never mind. Poison tray? Mm-hmm. It whiffs past. Karun's like, I know you're trying to conserve, but maybe it's time to spend a spell slot. I did, <laughs> trying to hold this one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> That was a good idea. Thank you. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. I know. It's bad when I have me roll to attack because I roll poorly. And it's bad when I have Austin roll spell saves or saves because he rolled well. I don't always roll well. I'm having a pretty decent day today. And I'm just having a really not great day. There are several several sessions in recent memory where I could not roll like anything but a one or a two. No, that's very true. So it is Jasulka's turn. Uh, Jasulka is going to... A magic missile for 11 points of force damage this guard here on the first floor. Okay. It is looking rough. Okay, good. Great. Uh, Balger's turn. He knows the fire didn't work on the two upstairs. Yes. So he is going to shoot at the one down here. Okay. A natural 18. Hits. 17 fire damage. And that one is down. Okay. Just smoldering pile of ashes in the corner. He's like, ah, fireworks on you, huh? <laughs> 
All right, that is Bulger's turn, unless he wishes to move. Otherwise, we go to Malaris. Oh, I think he is going to just move to the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Dashes across the room. Malaris, up there, scissor arm. Uh, Malaris, seeing how she was unsuccessful um, grappling this one guard last time and hearing that one of the guards already let out a alert, she is going to just swing at the guard that she is adjacent to with her scissor hand. Okay. Skeezer, skeezer. I don't know why I say that every time. 16. 16 is a hit. Ooh, nice. These ones are not as well armed. Okay, 15 slashing damage. 15 slashing oh, damage. Interesting. Not as well armored, but full helmets on. Interesting, interesting. Yes. Math is hard. I got it. All right, uh, Carmina. All right, Carmina is going to... She is going to start running up the stairs towards the guards that are still there. Okay. Going up the stairs on the side that Malaris had previously dashed up. She waddles over. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't waddle. She, she stomps. Did you create this character or did no, I? No, I guess that's true. You did. She seems more elegant than waddling. I have described her as stocky. I have described her movement as toddling and trundling. That's she true. is not graceful. <laughs> that's true. She is... <laughs> She is a, a proud dwarf, but graceful is not necessarily her thing. Pancake incarnate. Yes. <laughs> That's true. She can swing a hammer with the best of them. Uh, okay. It is. So she moves over to the bottom of the stairs. She could dash if she's oh, not doing anything else. Yeah. Actually, I was just about to be like, oh, she's going to. Yeah. She's going to dash then and get up in the grill of uh, the guard that Malaris is not a yeah, she'll go up to the one that Malaris If she goes is. to the other one, she'll take an opportunity. So. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, so she moves up and is flanking non-mechanically with Malaris. It is the baddies' turns. And one of them, uh, we'll, we'll do the one who is in between Carmina and Malaris right now, puts a hand on its helmet and rips it off. Oh, dear. And you see... Oh, dear. A, uh, oh, dear horrifying purple visage oh, with dear. pointed ears black hair and a beard full of spiny tentacles oh, come no! swirling out of the bottom of the mass oh. a creature he recognizes as a bearded devil i hate these things it's swing i love these things it swings out they're a good cr3 monster love them uh swings out with a beard Pff, the tentacles lash out so at, gross uh they're gonna lash out at carmina oh no carmina Natural 16 that for a something high. Um, so she'll take a hit and then please make a constitution save. Ooh, Just roll the right. dice and tell me what the number is and I'll do the math. 11. 11. Okay. She's going to pass that one. She nope. is okay. She's not poisoned. Uh, oh it then whips around with its glaive and takes a slash at Malaris. Natural. Uh, that's a 17 total. Just hits AC 17. 17 takes a hit. Please make a con save. Four. Four. That is a failure. She has Hero's Feast. This isn't poison, though. This is something else. Oh, okay. This is... She takes an infernal wound. Ooh. So, um, I'm going to adjust this a little bit because... Of the way we're doing their hit points. Uh, she gets an infernal wound that is is basically going to act like a bleed effect. Oh, okay. Um, so she's more or less going to take a hit at the start of each of her turns until someone can staunch it or heal. Ooh. So that is what that one does. The other one sees you popping up the stairs and oh. is going to... It sees its buddy in between two. It's going to rip its helmet off as well and lash a beard out at Malaris for a natural one miss nice. and then it is going to move down uh actually it's already within range because it has reached yeah. for the glaive it swings its glaive at you to try to hit you with the infernal wound as well misses natural two all right not a great turn for you but as they end you can hear some dunk 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 uh, sounds of heavy boots on marble floors echoing through the hallways, getting closer. It is Carhoon's turn. This is the second round of him 
not being able to hold anything. Oh, right. I almost, for- I almost forgot. He has a hand axe in his hand, and he will be able to pick things up next turn. I assume longbows take two hands. Yes. <laughs> Don't think he could use his teeth. <laughs> use his toes. Just He's very, very dexterous. Um, all right. He is just going to throw hand axes at the um bearded devil that just attacked octavia okay He's how many like, does he have i don't actually have that written down okay i mean if anything he would probably have two yeah or three because he has three attacks yeah but he didn't have three attacks when he started with those hand axes that's true i also think those only have a range of about 20 feet oh right 60 feet is with disadvantage so he's going to actually move up okay he is leaving his great axe on the floor because he can't pick it up. So he'd have to go back to get it. Why can't he pick it up? Because he, he can't use one hand and he has hand axes in the other hand. Can he just pick it up and throw it on his back and then pull out his hand axes on his way? Um, Because this is you've got a lot of pieces moving and I think it'll be fun. He could either pick it up or... Draw more hand axes. Okay. So you can either pick it up, throw the hand axe you have out right now and pick it up, or you can throw multiple hand axes. That's your choice. Because technically you get an interaction. Yeah. And there's a feat to let you do that more than once. Okay. He's going to throw multiple hand axes. Okay. So he's going to move up, leave his big axe lying Correct. on the floor. Comes up the stairs. Oh, he's actually, he's going to go, he's going to um actually just go right up into the into this other bearded devil's face kind of stepping in between it and um octavia because the hand axes don't cost two extra squares of movement or an extra square of movement he wasn't against the wall i don't think okay well i'll believe you i thought he was but it's fine he's leaving his big axe so I will I will choose to believe you and choose that you're not cheating. I just I just can't remember. <laughs> no, I can't either. Um okay then. Well, so he is going to just um use his hand axes melee style. Okay. Well, wait, if he just uses his hand axe me- melee style, can he still pick up his axe if he just uses the one? Cuz he's not throwing multiple. I mean, he'd still have to like put the axe away. Yeah, he's... no, it's it makes sense. Yeah. All right, he's going to swing three times with this hatchet. All right. At this bearded devil. Like that scene in The Patriot. I don't think I've ever seen The Patriot. Mel Gibson hacks somebody up with a hatchet. Uh, 23. Hits. 11 points of slashing. 11 points of slashing. All right. Uh, 25. Yep. Another 11 points of slashing. Good rolls. 17. Hit. Awesome. And nine points of slashing. Okay. Very good. Good round. All right. Carhoon's feeling good round. Shaking it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Owl bear. All right. Owl bear is going to, um, let's see. What is the, what is the range of her crossbow? The range of her crossbow? Yeah. Long enough. Long enough. Okay. She's just going to. I think it's like 30 to 60 somewhere. I don't all know. right. She is just going to, um, shoot at the bearded devil that is in between Malaris and Carmina. Okay. 19. Nine piercing damage. Okay. Very good. Uh, Octavia. All right. Um, hmm. Looking at her spells. (laughs) Trying to think of what to do next. (laughs) You could probably poison spray. Yeah, I'm going to poison spray again. Another con save, please. Great. Natural. Natural 20 happened last time natural 20 i didn't roll a natural 20 last time i thought you did no it was oh that was on the attack the attack of opportunity yes oh man Ugh. and i prepped so many like helpful spells not a whole whole ton of combat spells Mm. (laughs) oh dear well we'll see what happens all right i mean that's that's all that she can do okay it is jasulka's turn uh, Jasulka, 11 points of force damage on the devil in between Malaris and Carmina. Okay. It's looking rough, but it's still alive. Bulger. Um, Bulger does a dance because he knows that 
his fire will not do anything. That's true. He could try to staunch Malaris's wounds. Oh, yes. He will try to do that. Uh, It's going to be a medicine check. So just roll me a d20 and I will figure out the math. You know, he's not very wise. Uh, Natural 19. That'll do it. So he staunches the wound and uh, it stops bleeding. So she will not take a hit at the beginning of her turn, which is right now, but he would have to climb up. Yeah, and get adjacent to this other... Right next to her. Devil. Yes. So, it is Malaris's turn. All right. No longer bleeding, but is still taking a few shots. Yeah, she's she's taking some hits, and she is just going to keep at it. All right, Malaris is just going to swing her swiss... Switzer, her switzer stick. <laughs> Why am I having such difficulty today? Malaris is just going to swing her scissor hand again at this guard. Okay. 19 to hit. 19 to hit is a hit. 15 points of slashing. 15 points of slashing. It is looking rough, but it is still up. Ugh. And it is Carmina's turn. Carmina. Perhaps she can end it. I know. If Come she on, can Carmina. A hit. Natural one. Nope, she cannot. She cannot. <laughs> All right, That's it is. the narrator. And she cannot. She cannot. It is their turn. Oh, dear. So this one has three turgets. Mm-hmm. It sees that, uh, it saw that Bulger was useless. It sees that Carmina's struggling to hit. So it is going to beard, it's going to focus its attention on Malaris and try to take her down. Yeah. Beard at Malaris. 21 to hit. Hit. That's a hit. Glaive at Malaris. Uh, miss nine. Ooh, nice. Okay, good. <laughs> it cannot connect. And the other one is going to Beard Glaive, Carhoon. Beard. Natural 19. That will hit. Now, of course it will. Of course it will. Um, deals. Only three points of piercing damage, but please make a con save. 14. All right, he passes. Glaive coming Carhoon's way. Uh, now 16 to hit. Miss. Whiffs on the glaive. That is their turn. And that is the end of the round. And you hear the clang, 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 clang. That sounds like it's just outside the door. Outside the door that we came in or? One of the doors. Okay. The battle is chaotic. You can't tell. Carhoon. All right. Carhoon is going. He can use both hands again, but his axe Axe is is about 30 feet away. 30 feet away. Um, He is going to just keep like a hatchet like a like a <laughs> like right. camping trying to uh you know create exact split some firewood just go into town with this hatchet here uh natural 15 natural 15 hits nine slashing okay oh sorry 10 slashing okay natural 14 hit seven slashing okay and a 19 to hit yes 11 slashing. That one goes down. Woo! One left Owlbear's turn. <laughs> Carhoon, can he jump down? He could vault over, sure. Well, no, he doesn't want to leave Malaria. Well, people are coming in. He would take a little bit of damage from the fall. Unless he rolls an acrobatics check. He doesn't have any acrobatics. Oh, I guess it'd just be He's straight got dex. dex. Baby. Um, what are What is that kind of check? Is it high or? I mean, not super high, but it's basically just to try to avoid from a. This fall is high enough that it could cause damage, but right. if he rolls well enough, he might be able to. Okay. Tuck and roll. He's ju- he's just going to move through Octavia Square. Okay. So he runs back, picks up his axe, runs down to the floor, grabs right. it. Oh, yeah, sorry. back on the back on the first floor, right in front of the front door, full axe in hand. Great, Albert. Owlbear is going to let loose her crossbow at the final remaining guard. Thwang. Uh, 20 to hit. Mm-hmm. That will be nine piercing damage. All right, and that one goes down Woo! as well. Okay. We're going to stay in initiative order because from a meta standpoint, you know that guards are going to bust in here basically at the end of this round. Okay. So some carod's like, I think they're almost there. Do we stay in fight or do we get out of here? I, I say let's get out of here. Okay. Uh, so you, it is your turn. So what do you do? Lead by example. Okay. I am going to move up to the door at the top of the stairs and I stealth is kind of, uh, uh, you know, been blown at this point. So she's just going to open it. Okay. 
You move up, open the door, and you see it leads off into a big hallway that goes kind of perpendicular to the way you're facing. So oh, you walk okay. in and it goes left to right. Left and right. Um, you see rows of, of doors on either side that, um, with some, you know, nice little stands and vases and mm, decorative ew, yeah. paintings on the wall that are, again, probably tattered, some of them torn, some of them have big slash marks or graffiti on them. And at the end of the hall, you see a large, ornate set of doors, and Carmina's like that. That's the there. Door in the room. Yep, yep, yep. Let's go. All right. Um, Octavia is going to. Let's see. Carmina, do you remember whether the the throne room doors can be barricaded from the inside? I mean, anything can be barricaded from the inside. Okay, let's go. It's <laughs> the point of a barricade. Um, okay, so as you all, you're deciding to run, so we're going to move out of initiative order, but you all charge up the stairs into the hallway and start heading for the throne room doors but as you are like getting to the everyone is getting to the top of these stairs the uh doors on the downstairs off to the right burst open and two more armored orcs rush in wielding swords and shields maybe shields at least swords i think no shields i messed this up before they have swords they see you and utter to each other and start charging up after you and you can hear that they enter the room they're not the only ones who are coming you can continue to hear the sound of footsteps pounding on marble behind you and more rough shouts as these these get in and they're like you would guess they're saying in orchestra <laughs> the second floor they're heading for the second floor so you bust through orcs hot on your heels heading for the throne room but we'll pick up their next episode things have been dicey things are getting down to it get it dicey 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 because yes we play with dice anyway okay (laughs) thank you all so much for listening thank you for submitting crit cards for everyone who has if you would like to um submit a crit card and have it influence our show as you saw or listened heard today or whenever you're listening to this uh you can submit them on our website me and or by email me and at gmail.com they're super fun and we really appreciate receiving them and love integrating them into our game Alrighty, catch y'all next week